This media is brought to you by Polyscope. I'm Cassie Bishop. And I'm Ray Turing. Dive into the heart of AI innovation with us on AI Daily. Bringing you breaking news in AI, unveiling the future as it unfolds. Subscribe now and stay ahead with AIDaily.us. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future podcast, broadcasting live from the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on AI, startups, and the future, not necessarily those, and not necessarily in that order. Good. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's great to finally meet you because this is how we meet each other nowadays through Zoom, right? Yeah. In fact, yeah, I was on a call just uh, the other day and I, I, I did that spiel and he goes, yeah, but I actually prefer it. I prefer Zoom. Oh, like, interesting. <laughs> yeah. He says, I can, I can make like 15 calls a day. Otherwise, you know, I'd have to get in my car and I have to drive somewhere and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's hey, funny. Actually, kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I found that there was a, a point in my business where I was driving all over town. I'd spend up to three hours in the car a day yeah. going from place to place and everything. And I'm like, man, I it, this is just so inefficient. I can't help as many people. And we ended up just saying, okay, no more on site. I got to do Zoom. Now, yeah. I love being in person. Um but, uh, but yeah, this is efficient, but I got to have a balance of both. Like it's yeah. a, take me downtown to the coffee shop, like meet somebody, you know, and just sit in person and no, and I'm with connect. you. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I miss that. I miss that. And the, the balance has to be there. You definitely, Absolutely. definitely have to have the balance. So yeah. <laughs> sorry. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and, uh, what you're passionate about? Yeah. My name is Sean Lemon and I'm the founder of the digital organizer. We've been in business for about 10 years and, what we're known for is helping people understand what's important and where to find it. And that's really what I'm passionate about. You know, I grew up in um, in a household where my parents wanted us to to think about why things are the way that they are. And, you know, if I was given wow, a Wow, that's box, great. I wish my parents did that to me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it helped develop that framework of thinking about how do things work and uh, it, I remember one year my dad gave us uh, my brother and me boom boxes, but we couldn't use them until we read the manual first. <laughs> Can you believe that? I love it. I love it. So, so that's yeah, not what you do um, with boys, the boys, you just start, you just start futzing around with it. Right. You're not going to actually, like, totally, maybe the girls totally. want to read the manual. <laughs> yeah. So my brother lies and he says that he read it and I actually read it before doing it, uh, you know, before opening it up. Uh, but the cool thing was I knew how it worked and he didn't. And, uh, and so when my friends wanted to, you know, wanted to make mixtapes for their girlfriends, I could help them out with that and nice. everything because I knew like, oh yeah, this is how we do it. And you know, the whole thing. So it was fun, but I, I've always had kind of my wheels turning about how do things work and trying to right. disseminate 
what's the most important part of this that uh, that you need to know? And what are yeah, what are those key things that you need to know to be able to do what you want? Because right. The world, especially right now with AI and so many softwares and and things that are available to us, we have a ton of choices and everyone like wants to know everything about it. But in the end, we have to decide to us what's important and uh, and, you know, figuring that thing out. And so that's what I love doing. And that's, you know, basically what our company is is built around. Exactly. Uh, So how how, how, so you're a startup. How big how big are you? So I've got one full-time employee. I've got a couple of contractors and I do, you know, sales development, uh, business development, and some of the like most technical work. Right. Um, Why don't you so tell us a little bit around... about your journey. How did you end up doing what you're doing? Yeah, I worked at the Apple store for seven years as a creative. And that's a position where people would buy a computer and they might buy a membership to the one-on-one program. And we would teach them how to use their new gear. And mm. I love doing it. Um, but people would come in with these huge messes and not know how to get them under control. And so, uh, the tech people out there, the consultants, all they wanted to do was make sure that your computer was fast and, you know, they'd set you up with new software, but how you use it, nobody was digging into that. And so I left the Apple store to start my own business, uh, doing that. And that was almost 10 years ago. So I just had wow. my 10 year business license, which is cool. Congratulations. Um, I, that's great. Thank so you. Many, thank so you. many companies don't get that far. That's, that's fantastic. Well, it's like 94% of businesses fail by 10 years. I know and, it's insane. And it's only insane. a fraction of that even make it to a million in revenue. Yep. So it's, uh, you know, it, it was a long journey and it, it felt, <laughs> I, I think this is just human nature, but I feel like I should be further along than, than I am. Uh, <laughs> Don't we but, all, it's like nowadays with, with all AI and stuff like that, you're like, oh man, my, I've been up for three months. How come I'm not making $10,000 a month yet? Right. That guy on, that guy on Twitter promised me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, some of it, I decided I want to build the business around my lifestyle. Like I didn't want to hustle day in and day out. Like I wanted to spend time with my wife. I wanted to have a life outside of work. And so I built a really balanced business that served me. And then eventually it was like, you know what, let's turn this up a notch and, uh, and let's take this thing somewhere. And, uh, so, you know, started hiring people and, uh, figuring out how all that would work. And, you know, it's been a crazy journey. Fantastic. So what exactly do you do? I mean, yeah. digital organizer sounds totally. like you're actually some type of organizer, but that's not the case. Is that right? Like yeah, organization software. So okay. we're kind of the uh, mm-hmm. the marriage between IT and operations. Mm-hmm. So uh, so people have big messes uh, and we've narrowed down our scope to focus on email, files, passwords, and project management. Because if you do those four things really well, then you can uh, add to your tech stack and you can add to your system in an organized, um, controlled way and Mm -hmm. really understand why you're going to use tools and use them so much more effectively Mm -hmm. um, and, and stop wasting a ton of time. And most people haven't perfected this. Like we're going through a sales process with a company of uh, 2,000 employees uh, across the country and just thinking about if everyone wasted a half hour a day 
and and everyone gets four weeks off for the year, we're looking at six point six million dollars wasted in payroll. Wow! So it's just it's it's crazy stuff like that. And this is just because their file system sucks. So mm-hmm. we focus on those four areas. And so people come to us because they've got a big mess. Their file system sucks. They're drowning in email. Their project management isn't great either. They don't even have password management. And so we come in and help them overhaul what they're doing, get it all organized. And we take the point person we're working with through a process so that we are teaching them how to do this work and how to think about organization and expanding when business inevitably changes, especially with AI. Our processes change. We want to spin up something new. We want to experiment. How do you deal with all of the assets? Um, And now we're generating stuff faster than ever. So what do we do with all this stuff? What's important and where to find it? So that kind of brings us to to what the heart of this is all about. So tell me a little bit about when you realize this is going to work. Like, so like a lot of startups have this, they're like churning and churning and churning and churning. All of a sudden they have like, there's a, there's like a turning point when they realize, wow, this is, this is totally viable. This is a great product market market fit. It's to the moon. Like at what point, when did that happen? And tell me about the circumstances around that. Well, I think there were, there were a few different points. Um, and so at first I was moonlighting at the Apple store. So, you know, doing everything myself and, and people wanted it. And then as just referrals. And I had these champions mm-hmm. where uh, I had certain people that they just shouted my name from the rooftops. They loved me. They love my work. And then, you know, it just spread out from there. So it was just kind of that social proof for myself, mm-hmm. you know, and then that social proof helped other people uh, go from there. And then another turning point was saying, I just want to focus only on organization. I don't want to deal mm. with your home networks anymore. It's like I never wanted to do that in the first place, but you know. So you I ended up being the computer areas. guy at the same time, right? So- I became a break fix computer guy when really what I wanted to do was organization because right. I was trying to figure it out. And then I just I saw from past clients there were these core areas, and you know the four that I talked about. I mean, the fifth is photos, but. I don't do photos. I stopped doing that for a while. Um, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's a hairy place to be in photos. I it think really there's a lot is. of emotion I mean, involved when it comes to photos. A lot of emotion, <laughs> a lot of things that you don't want to see. It's just, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, oh, yeah I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there was some experience where I'm like, I think I'm done with this one. I'm going to let a photo. Are you sure photos. you want me to be organizing this? <laughs> yeah. I need all of this to go away and yeah. then we'll be ready to work on your photos. So, um, yeah. So I saw these common themes and realized, okay, I've got a framework here. That, and let me dig into this. And so I hired someone to help me wrap my head around the framework and create a system out of that framework. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was good, but it still wasn't a system by the time we were done. So I hired someone else and then they really helped me create an entire system around it with a sort of curriculum. And it scared me to like do that because I've been so custom and my brain is what's this unique problem? And let me talk to this person specifically instead of taking them through a process. And it had to be proved. And then it turns out that the the, the guys who were delivering those uh, sessions in with the system 
we're getting better results than the people that I was previously working with where I was mm. customizing it to them because I didn't keep them on track. I let the client drive. So they loved me mm -hmm. because I would just do whatever they want and wow them and things like that. But then once we put people through the system, then it's like, it was very focused. We got them through faster. They were a lot more successful because we could tweak that system. Um, so now and, I'm a little confused now because you mentioned curriculums made it sound like you have online courses, but you also do oh, bespoke okay. work. So how does that work? Yeah. Sorry to confuse you. So, <clears throat> so it is curriculum. It is a course, but it's not a course that you can like take with the videos online. Mm -hmm. uh, we're facilitating someone going through that process together. Interesting. So what we realize is most of the people who would come to us, they either want it all done for them, which... Mm -hmm it doesn't work. And so we don't do it. Um, or they want someone to help them through that process. And so, um, yeah, we teach and uh, through this hands-on process so that they're actually learning. So it is a course and we'll probably turn it into a, a video driven course with the option for hands-on help as well for the people who want a lower entry price for that. Uh, but then they still want the hands-on help because that's the thing that I always run into with courses is like, okay, how, well, but in this situation, I don't fit the mold. Right. And, uh, and so we, yeah, because you know, you're kind of doing a hybrid sort of handholding slash, slash right. course, which is, yeah. which is, which is not really, it's like one or the other. It's like, you're not doing the bespoke consulting work, but at the same time, you're also not doing like a Udemy type course that I can just watch some videos and, and get through. Right. So you're right. doing that 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 hybrid. I've, mm -hmm. I've never really seen that. I've I've heard about that working, but it mm -hmm. sounds like it works really well for what you're doing. It does, and I know some other people who are doing uh, not the same thing that we are, but um, in the operation space, helping kind of take people through a process, but then do that handholding as well. And I'm actually a part of a marketing. Um, or I'm a client of a marketing company that they have all the playbooks, they create the marketing strategy and everything. And it, and I'm doing the majority of the work, but everything gets turned into the coach mm. for review, um, you know, editing and things like that. So this morning I just got feedback from a couple of different things that I had turned in. So it's a really interesting model of having a framework that we know works, but having somebody to help you customize it and apply it to your unique situation. Yeah. Um, so I, no, I really I like that because you're really it. providing a lot of value because it seems mm -hmm. like a lot of times the cookie cutter courses are great, but they don't quite apply to right. your specific situation. Whereas you've got this sort of custom piece where you can mm -hmm. actually sort of modify yeah. the course based on what, what your clients are looking yeah. for. And there's a lot of people out there who who freeze up when they have a lot of options or they get scared, like, I don't know if this is good enough and stuff. And that's always been me, like perfectionist. I want it perfect. Like I hampered myself so much at the beginning of the business because I was scared to screw it up. And mm. honestly, I kind of sucked at writing, like doing blog posts. I was just all over the place. Right. Um, and so, you know, then I would have someone proofread it before I sent it out thinking that it was done. And they're like, I don't get this. You got to rework the whole thing. And it just crushed <laughs> me, which now oh my God, that's Chachi. terrible. I know, but it's part of the process. You know, yeah, it, it yeah. forced me to learn or stop. And I did both of those things, you know, on and off. Um, but that's why I love ChatGPT right now is, is it forces me to get more clear 
about what the intention is, what the heart of it is, what the deliverable oh, yeah. is. Absolutely. And uh, it, yeah, it's like, what a great training tool for people to learn how to delegate. Mm-hmm. Because if you didn't put in the, the correct prompt, then you're not going to get the right results. And so many people fail in hiring because uh, they, they're like, I just need someone with a brain who can think. And you're like, well, you, you did. It's you need usually, to narrow it down just a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, you, it's probably, you need to get better direction. Right, right. Mm. Fantastic. So, so when did you, so you said there was a point where you were just doing it yourself and then you realized you needed to expand. And at that point where you, did you have the online course and the structure that you have today at that point, or did you decide to? Yeah. So how it worked is, um, I actually spent two years on the road living in an airstream with my wife and we just traveled around and worked. I'd love to do that. That's great. Did you, did you, go around the entire country or did you say yeah specific yeah we areas? spent most of the time in the northeast uh or uh, northwest mm-hmm. and then uh a good bit of time in san diego once i started surfing and i'm like i can't stop <laughs> so that was the last six months we parked and i'm like i'm sorry Madeline, like we, we can't leave <laughs> um i just i loved it so much uh, but then eventually we did have to come home and i'm like you know let's do this and uh and so I already knew I was already narrowing down what I was doing, but then uh, I got an assistant um, and my capacity expanded tremendously and realized, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, I can do so much more now that I don't have to do these tasks. Um, And that gave me, then I could start, you know, stacking away dollars for business development because I was just working all the time and and it was really profitable. And so, okay, now let me hire someone to help take me through a process because I'm inside the bottle. I can't read the label. Like I need someone else's perspective to help me through this process. Um, And so that was 2018, 2019 that I ended up hiring somebody to help me take my framework and really start systematizing it. And then 2020, uh, I hired somebody, uh, another person, and they like really helped turn it into a system and nice. the whole like curriculum, you know, from, you know, my solid framework and process. Very, so, very cool. And then mm-hmm. how, did you get, and you, inc- I'm assuming you also incorporated feedback into everything that you were doing. Yeah, not as much as I should have the, the, I, I have only recently started doing more forms of like intake and exit, you know, and feedback and everything of, of where you were at before and after and what we could have done better and everything. It was just, it was always off to the next thing. Yeah. Um, and so like creating that sort of stuff wasn't at the forefront of my mind. I always wanted it, but I never got around to doing it until now. That's right. just like, I've got uh, most other people delivering the, you know, the service. So now I'm like, okay, we're going to create this every single time. We got to have this feedback and everything and, you know, go from there. So it sounds like you first started by finding your customers, sorry, through your job, but yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you find your customers today? Like, how do you bring new customers into the fold? Is it all referrals or do you do any kind of outreach or what's your sales yeah, process? Like it's, right it's Google. Um, we, you know, if you search digital organizer after Amazon's products, uh, <laughs> uh, we're number one. So we're the top service. So we're the, we're the first real result for that. Um, so that helps. Um, we get a lot from that. We get a lot of referrals. Um, did you pick that Nate, that name because of its, because of its SEO power or part of did it? You just, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, and 
and when I pulled my audience, like, hey, here's you know the idea that I want to you know rebrand because it started originally as SeanLemon.com and, and Lemon Consulting because I couldn't think mm-hmm. of something better. And you know, years passed. We always start like that. We yeah. always do. <laughs> yeah, it's like this has got to change. And it's like you know what I want to do organizing. And I got a number of people like you are so much more than that. Blah blah blah. I'm like, but. I want to niche down and how do I, how do I scale when I'm working in 30, 40 different apps? Like, you know, I'm dealing with all these different networks and ISPs and it's just like, how do you train someone on 10 years of experience, full-time troubleshooting random stuff? Yep. I can't. Yeah. Um, plus what I want to do is help people figure out what's important and where to find it so that they can create, so they can do the stuff with technology that they bought it for in the first place. Right. You know, so. Right. So how did you, did you hire somebody to do SEO for your, for your company or? No, no, it's just the name. And I, and I had written blog posts, years and years of blog posts. And, um, is that all on your site right now? No, your years and no, years. No, that's blog actually posts. a funny story. So I screwed <laughs> it up like big time, big time. Uh, I mean, I almost like bankrupted the company because of it. So uh, <laughs> this, this is so uh, just classic of somebody new uh, to hiring other people and having people work for you. So uh, the guy who systematized my stuff, he's fantastic at operations and he sucks at marketing. I mean, mm-hmm. just, you know, he's, he's a philosophy major and I'm a philosophy major <laughs> and I love it. I, I love the way this guy thinks. And in so many ways, we're very similar, but it's like marketing and like rigid philosophy of how things should be done from an idealistic standpoint. Don't really go together all that well mm-hmm. of, you know, everything has to be completely black and white. And like, you can say that this person got double, you know, or was able to take on twice the clients in half the time, because that's what she said and what it was. Yeah. I'm not guaranteeing that everyone is going to, increase their capacity. Yeah, it's a testimonial, right? I mean, your mileage may vary. (laughs) We can say this. So anyway, he's building the new website and and we're on the Squarespace platform and Squarespace goes from 7.1 to 7.2. Cool upgrade, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out there's no upgrade path. So if you've got blog posts, you know, 300, 350 blog posts, and you want to upgrade to the new site after he's built out the whole thing and didn't tell me that it was upgraded. Oh, no. Um, I'm like, uh, <laughs> dude, pause, hold the phone. And there's a whole explosion. I'm like, oh, my God, I've spent so much time on this. And we're ready to launch in two days. And you're saying, hold the phone, maybe oh, redesign since we've got a since we have to import all this stuff, we should go to Square uh, WordPress. Yeah, move to a different platform while you're at while oh you're at it. God. <laughs> so um, I, I asked a friend of mine who's SEO, and he's like, "Dude, you got to pull this stuff over." And I'm like, "Well, here's the deal: all of that content was written from a um, uh, what is it like individual standpoint and like very Mac centric and talking about yep. technology as a whole when our business is totally flipped and yep. now it's all about organization. So this content doesn't really align doesn't fit anymore with yeah. who we are now. And yep. so I'm like, what if we just drop it? Like, will we lose the digital organizer? Because while people read those other articles, I've never gotten a single actual lead from those articles 
you right. know, it's people searching the digital organizer, but I didn't realize how much those articles prop up the site. And that's mm -hmm. what gives you authority and why Google puts you at number one or whatever your top position is. Exactly. So we went ahead and went for it anyway. I pulled a couple of blog posts over, uh, never ended up optimizing the SEO. And next thing you know, I'm like, where the F are my leads? And <laughs> And uh, we do a Google search and I'm on page three. I'm like, oh, oh no. Damn oh, it. <laughs> so I made some SEO changes and it was actually really fast and we were back up to number one. Oh, that's um, good. But, uh, but you hear yes. so many horror stories about people, about them changing the algorithm. I have a friend of mine who does who does online dropshipping sales of all sorts of different things. And he has like 40 different websites and they sell all sell different things. Yep. And he has these horror stories where there was a small change to his algorithm and his sales went from you know, 40 K a month to zero in that oh particular is because suddenly wow. they, they basically disappeared from the site. So yeah. it's, it's pretty, pretty scary when these kind of things happen. Right. Then. Yeah, totally. Can't yeah. do much about it. Mm -hmm. So we're stuck. <laughs> yeah. There's still other <laughs> SEO terms that, that we're, we're looking to hit some ones with like high intent, but I'm realizing like, I've got to, I've got to figure out what, what the best focus is. And right now I'm actually doing a ton of podcasts because why not leverage other people's platforms? Like sure. podcasts are hungry for content. So yeah. let's have great conversations and I can refine my message and, you know, and I can reach more people and talk about it and whether or not they come to the website, hopefully they'll get something out of it. At least right. hearing the stories or understanding how we think about this, or what the process is for, how do you get control of all of your tech when you've been adding tools and you've been adding contractors and there's no organization, you know, how do you go about the process of cleaning it up? So helping people yeah. give a framework around it is, you know, I'm Love excited it. about it. And it's so cool. you mentioned you mentioned AI earlier. How's AI yeah. affected? How's this, how's ChatGPT3 and all these other tools affected your your business right now? Or recently. So as far as impacting incoming leads and the work that we do, not much. It's impacted uh, tremendously because of a content standpoint, because I've got tons of ideas, but if I just write a blog post from scratch, I'm going to end up with three different topics and it's going right. to go all over the place because just because that's how my brain works. Oh, this is connected to this, which is connected yep. to this. Yeah. So I toss in chat GPT. It helps sort it, rearrange and say, oh, okay, let me run with this theme. And then I can go back and forth with it to refine and then create something that, you know, is, is in a nice tight framework, um, you know, with, with good imagery and everything. And uh, so it's allowed me to clarify my writing so much more um, and, you know, pump stuff out quickly and get feedback of, oh, this is the direction that we need to go. And if I'm going to create a new landing page or something, um, you know, that it happens so much faster than yeah. working with a marketing company and a copywriter who, you know, it takes them a while to write that paragraph. And then I come back with my feedback and yeah. No, the, the, the cycle time definitely. So you're using it for marketing. Are you have you used it at all for say optimizing your current flow? I mean, have you pushed your stuff into it and said, "Hey, can you do better?" Um, somewhat, but the so with the flow, generally with the limitations that I've run run up against is I'm giving it too much at mm. once, and then it's not keeping the context, and so I've got to yes. figure out the that is the problem. 
Yeah. And so it's just like this thread. I know you're talking about writing this book and then it forgets the characters and all of these things. It's, it's the same thing that I'm having with this. So it's like, how do I create a model? By the way, if anyone loves this stuff, they're into it, you know how to build the model to be able to feed information in or create some of the tools we'll talk about next with the, you know, the 10 years into the future, mm -hmm. reach out to me, Sean at the digital organizer.com S-H-A-W-N. I'd love to see if we can come up with something cool, yeah. but um, yeah, it's uh, being able to put all that stuff in and do it. It's like, oh, there's some good suggestions in there, but the human factor still isn't there. Like, okay, the internal motivation and everything of what we're doing, because that's most of the work we're doing is all mental. Yeah. Um, and helping people really understand and get that framework of how you think about something. And that's not what ChatGPT does very well. No. Um, so yeah, that, that part, it hasn't been able to, to do very well. Yeah. But well, since you mentioned it, it's the year mm -hmm. 2033, it's 10 years from now. Yes. Where are you? I mean, have you basically uh, decided to retire into in San Diego and you're surfing every day while your AI in the background is handling all of your all of your business or I can never that. stop solving problems. So, so I would not, be I know I say once a problem solver, always a problem solver. It's like, this, this is yes. where you get, how you, how you have fun. It's like, yeah. give me a thorny problem. Totally. And let me work with it. And yeah. uh, I'll enjoy myself. So, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I, 10 years from now, I better be surfing a heck of a lot more <laughs> than I am now for sure. Cause I'm landlocked well, do you in live Tennessee. In San Diego? No, I'm in Tennessee now. I'm, I'm oh, just man. out in Nashville and Franklin. No waves anywhere near there. No waves anywhere. Well, actually, <laughs> I wake I wake surf. Um, oh, there you go. Off the we got to keep up your skills, man. You got to make sure you keep so, your skills going. Yeah. So uh, definitely need to be doing more surfing. I think that this job is going to change a lot. Uh, mm. That's why it's so important to keep the heart of understanding what's important and where to find it and and that being the focus behind it and not as much of let's organize email and figure out the flow and certain things like that a lot of that i think will be automated um with with ai you know project management the organization of files file naming convention and things like that i think that there is just a massive opportunity for ai to um render a lot of that stuff useless which is cool but i think it's gonna be a while like yeah uh, un unless we start getting these these like smaller models where we train it a framework of thinking and then that then the model asks us questions Mm. to help clarify our thinking so that we can get a good result once once it starts asking us questions to to get a really clear result and then from there being able to take action on it i think that may be a while um and and you know it's going to go where where can we make the most money from it first and then file organization and some of the other things are are going to trickle in afterwards. Oh, yeah. So, well, think, do you ever think to yourself, the reason why we're, you're in this mess or your customers are in this mess is because of how these tools have are what the way they are, like the email at file mm -hmm. systems, all of these tools that they, that you have to deal with. Yeah. It's, it seems like they could be built better, right? So that you don't have to do so much organizing. But, you know, why hasn't this changed? I mean, it's almost like there should be some kind of Uber tool that figures all this stuff out for you. 
and only presents right. you with the stuff that's important. I mean, how far away do you think we are from something like that? I mean, your guess is probably better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Being the, the person who has conversations with people about this all the time, it, I think the ability to ask you the questions and create kind of that, yeah, create some models and say, hey, I want to organize it based on this, and then it can give you better suggestions. I think that could be pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone focuses on it, that's why I'm kind of interested in like, if, if someone listening knows how to do this stuff, like, let's figure out how to make it, yeah. um, you know, and, and get it there faster. Um, you know, uh, but then pairing that up with an API for Google Drive to be able to analyze all of the information in there, disseminate what's duplicates or similar and what appears to be a draft from the creation date versus a final product and what the most recent version is and who worked on it and being able to see the version history of of who worked on what, when to be able to find that stuff. Um, I think there's a good a good bit of engineering like thinking that's would need to take place in order to kind of so would that be a space that you'd be interested in or you like i mean i'd be interested about the logical or the logical extension of where your business is going is it going to turn into some kind of product that people can spend money totally yeah Mm because when i worked at the apple store i would do all of these um certifications and so it was especially when i was doing final cut i remember thinking about how there are certain aspects of it that I didn't like and that weren't practical. Cause I learned Avid first and then I went to Final Cut after that. Um, and I remember thinking ah, this experience isn't good. Uh, this would be better. And it's always been kind of a fantasy of mine to be a liaison between engineers and people mm-hmm. to create better software that's, you know, uh, really captures the heart of what people do and, and how they're actually using it to make it better. And so being able to be part of a process, the process of developing how how do you train AI? Like what are the questions AI needs to ask a person to be able to get to the result? Right. And, you know, uh, it from everything that I've heard, we're kind of a ways off from seeing that across the board correct me if i'm wrong you know no no no, but i mean are you seeing yourself i I always see that there's this sort of layer of personal ai that needs to Mm. sort of come on top of everything that we're doing because it's like where where we are right now is that we are doing a lot of manual work with these tools that are the way they are email is the way it is right (laughs) google Mm -hmm. docs is the way it is word is the way it is these are these are office tools that are basically replicants of things that we used to use when we had no computers, right? I mean, mail is like letters and mm-hmm. and, and it, we haven't, and I think there's been some attempts to create tools to integrate everything and yeah. and, and make that happen. But I think now is the, so we're at the strongest point in history where the, you can actually build some kind of AI layer that does yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Is that something yeah. that you see that's coming in the future for your company or? I sure hope so. That's why yeah, yeah. it's, uh, at this point, like, I'm trying to run the business, develop it and do all these things. And I'm like, I want to get there. Yeah. But I have no idea how to get there right now. 
yeah. um, of like, who do I talk to? Who knows how to create this and kind of get it there? Is this something that's actually relatively easy and I've got my own limiting beliefs behind it? Or is this a pretty big engineering feat with, you know, the guy from Yumba or whatever that you interview? Yumbo. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, the guy's been at it for a long time, you know, figuring, yeah. this, figuring this stuff out. So what kind of project are we looking at? But I, I really would love to be at the forefront of that and uh, helping to design that sort of thing for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hopefully that's, is that your five-year plan or your 10-year plan? It was like, I'd love to see that happen as well, because, yeah. you know, we're all inundated. We're all spend so much time working with these tools and yeah. It's like, my God, I just spent my entire day answering emails or something mm -hmm. like that. It's, mm -hmm. like, it's like, and it, we've been done, that's been happening for what, 20 years, 30, 40 years, ever since email yeah. started. It's yeah. like, it has not changed. So mm -hmm. figuring and out some way of solving that issue would be great. Yeah, totally. Because I mean, it's been, we've had AI for email for a long time. Sanebox.com. Yeah. I mean, Sanebox yeah. is awesome. I've been using it for 10 years, yeah. but still. Like we'll get somebody new set up and we've, I've got really strict guidelines of how we set people up with SaneBox because it doesn't make the good choices and it doesn't ask <laughs> us what's important. And that's exactly. the thing like that. that exactly. So, ever, so you know, we should do this interview again in a few years and see how far <laughs> you've gotten, because I'd love to, That'd I'd love great. to see the progress on this and yeah. I'm, I'll be your first customer, man. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, hopefully someone out there listening who loves this stuff and has got an idea, we can chat and uh, you know see where to go from here. Awesome. So uh, if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Through email or LinkedIn or just go to your website? Yeah, I would say uh, head over to the digitalorganizer.com. You can reach out to us there like through the site. Um, I've set up a little landing page for Think Future. So if you go to the digitalorganizer.com slash Think Future, Nice. Um, I've got a little guide that you can download, which is the framework of how we think about digital organization so that you can apply what we're doing to your own situation. And, uh, and hopefully it'll help you get more organized uh, if that's something that you're into. Perfect. Thank you so much. It's been great talking with you. Yeah, but we'll definitely set, sign up, sign up, set up a time in like a few years to uh, reconnect and see how totally. far you've gotten. I'm going to set right. myself a reminder when we hang up this call. Sounds good. Thank you, cool. sir. Have a good Thank one. You.